There's a lot of things in this old world That just do not make sense Like why there's so few believers on the firing line While so many others sit the fence But if you want to know where the word of God stands And believe it wants to use your feet and hands It's time to take your faith out of the seats And into the streets And come along with me If you only look, then you will see On WCN-TV friends. Thank you for joining me today here on WCN-TV. I am your co-host, Dr. Mike Spaulding. I'm blessed today to bring my good friend, David Paxton, back to the show. David, thank you for joining me again. How are you doing? You're welcome. Uh, It's an honor to be here. Amen. I'm doing fantastic. I want to start our time off, David, with a proclamation. This is something that um, we've adopted at Calvary. the Ecclesia, I'm blessed to be able to, to shepherd. And uh, so we've adopted this, this practice of, of uh, joining together as a congregation and, and, and speaking God's word out, a proclamation. And, and I thought of uh, this one from Isaiah 54, 17, which says this, No weapon that is formed against you will prosper. And every tongue that accuses you in judgment, you will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication is from me, declares the Lord. So when we do proclamations, and those of you who have joined me today, I would encourage you to do this on your own. Um, It's pretty similar to praying the scriptures. When you pray the scriptures, you're, you're making a declaration or proclamation. So... When we do this, though, I encourage folks to to appropriate it for themselves, speak it in first person, and and that becomes a very powerful testimony. So if we were to do that with Isaiah 54, 17, it would read something like this. No weapon that is formed against me will prosper. Every tongue that slanders me or gossips about me will be judged and condemned by you, Father, this is my birthright and promise as your son and servant, O oh God. My vindication will come from you. Now, the reason that I wanted to start with that, David, mm-hmm. is because the world is in chaos. It is, it is literally burning down around us. We see the things that are going on today, and I just want to remind folks those of you who have joined us and you are a believer in the Lord Jesus, you are a born again, blood bought, spirit filled, redeemed son or daughter 
of the Most High God through faith in Christ, you need to understand that the weapons that the enemy raises up against you, because notice in that passage of of Isaiah 54, it says no weapons that are formed against you will prosper. It doesn't say that the weapons won't be formed because they most Mm -hmm. certainly will. However, they will not prosper against us because the Lord is our strong tower, our fortress, our our shield, and he will not allow those things to prosper against us. So I wanted to start off with that just to remind folks, in spite of what we see going on, we are winning and we're going to win. In our conversation today with David, we're going to talk about a lot of things that, uh, and I would encourage you to jot some things down if you have questions and then reach out to David after the show. I know he'll be happy to answer those questions. But when we talk about coming out of Babylon, that takes on a specific meaning. And it also uh, requires some specific steps and things that, that, that we must do as Americans in order to come out of Babylon. So before we get to that, David, that's going to be the launch point. That'll be our springboard into our conversation coming out of Babylon, what that means. I want to remind people, though, that the Go Therefore Conference 2022 is July 29th through the 31st. July 29th, it's really going to be July 29th and 30th. We'll wrap it up that evening instead of going into that Sunday, which is the 31st. So the 29th and 30th. Uh, a little over four months away. That's gonna that's gonna pass quickly. Uh, David will be there. Um, Dr. Michael Lake will be there. Randy Conway, Rick Hidalgo, Derek Gilbert, Sharon Gilbert, Carl Gallup's Pastor Casper McLeod uh, will be there. David Hevener will be there. Thank you very much, producer. You are on it. Kenny C. will be there. Um, Already mentioned Derek and Sharon, Dr. Michael Lake, David Hevner, um, Carl Gallups, Pastor Casper, Randy, David, Rick, Coach Dave, of course. You know, Coach has been at all of them. Neil Peterson running for governor in Ohio and Tom Dunn. That's the lineup uh, as it stands right now. Um, So you can get your tickets if you go to gothereforeconference.com and you can... uh, purchase your your registration your tickets there it's fifty nine dollars um and uh yeah children 17 and under we're going to allow them in for free so that'll be at harvest revival center in brookville ohio so uh there will be hotel information on the website very soon it's not there yet um david's websites by the way as we get started in our conversation uh david's websites um, thehiddenday.com and c2kreport.com. There you go. Thank you, producer. And uh, David has uh, the Hidden Day Report on Rumble. And I know that uh, C2K Report is on Rumble as well. So, all right, David, coming out of Babylon, um, I hear that all the time. Got to come out of Babylon. We've got to separate from the beast system. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. And what I have found over the years, in fact, we were we were half joking before we went on the air that uh, why didn't I know this stuff 10 years ago? What? It's reminiscent. I don't know if you remember um, 
airplane two and they're on the moon and uh and uh, uh captain kirk what's his name the, the actor and uh, he's behind the door right and he's like sir you know we got this problem and, let, and he goes why aren't i informed of these things and then the door goes Whoosh, and he walks right through it <laughs> it's like i'll never yeah. forget that <laughs> yeah well that's that's kind of what it feels like um as we've been exploring and this is really those of you who like history um you're going to love this mm-hmm. this this journey into discovering what what has really happened to america and how we can uh stand up and oppose what's happened to america and actually push back and and have victory see there is a path a clear path to victory uh through this mess and and that's one of the most astonishing things and and it reminds me david of of the fact that evil is weak. We think evil's this big, bad, strong, you know, 800 pound gorilla. And it's like, well, they want you to believe that, but they've actually got a, a, a Achilles heel, don't they? Yeah, they sure do. Um, well, uh, where is that? I forgot the scripture, but it says you'll be surprised at how little and, and stupid the devil is when you see him. And you'll be like, this guy, this is yeah. the one. And- <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. So coming out of Babylon, we got to get our house in order. How many folks out there that have joined us today um, on on Rumble or or here on uh, WCNTB.net um, have uh, have thought, you know, there's something wrong with the ecclesias today. And and again, I use ecclesia instead of the word church. Uh, there's something wrong with the ecclesia today. Overall, broad brushstroke. Something is off today in the Ecclesia. How many of you have said or heard someone else say, man, we need to change things up. There needs to be a reformation within the, the Ecclesias. And I know I've said that personally, David. I know you've said it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is absolutely true. There needs to be a reformation, but not in the sense that some people think. There needs to be a reformation in the broadening of our horizons and our understanding of uh, the context of the Ecclesia in America. Because the fact of the matter is, friends, we've been duped, duped big time. David? Yeah. The, um, I mean, it, he talks about that, too. Jesus talks about, um, you know, the children of this world are, are much wiser than you idiots when he was talking to all his disciples and whatnot. And um, it's kind of the, how the way he came across, you know, we always think of Jesus as nice, <laughs> but he's like, look, these people are a lot wiser than you. And he wants you to shape up. And that's when he started telling Peter, uh, you know, these, these see these gates behind me. Cause he was below Mount Hermon. And he's like, the gates of hell, they won't be able to withstand you. I'm trying to tell you this stuff, you know, um, you, you just got to storm the gates. The, the, Kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent will take it back by force. And they named it uh, church. You, you were talking about the ecclesia. Uh, some people pronounce it ecclesia, whatever. The ecclesia, it means the called out ones, the ones who are called out. And they kind of misnamed it the church because church back then is the derivative is circle. And also that's where they got the circus from. So they they would consider the church a bunch of clowns, uh, essentially, 
And that's why they started to call it the church back then. And we just kind of hung on to it. Now, I know somewhere in our hearts, we know the church is wonderful and we think of it this way. But that's where it all started. Etymology is very important. I think, um, you know, the devil tries to trick us and lull us into using some in, um, different words. Because exactly like you said, he really has no power other than to change our language and our thoughts by implications. Did God really say that? Mm-hmm. You're not going to die. So he says all these these lies and everything. Even the word wicked means to twist. Because Satan can't create anything new. All he can do is twist things that God has created. All right. So any kind of a twisting of the truth is wickedness. Yes. Yes. Amen. One of the one of the things that um, strikes me as as uh, ironic is is probably too mild a term to put it is that uh, Americans, most Americans like to describe us as a people, the land of the free. Mm. and the home of the brave. And what I've come to learn over the years, especially uh, just recently, Mm -hmm. this is being played out and manifested all over America, is that we're not really free. We're not really free. And and we could say, uh, oh, yeah, I, I, I see what you're talking about. Pastor Mike, we're not really free because um, the government issued all these mandates, uh, you know, starting in 2020, and some are still doing that. And the Ecclesia, Christians are just bowing down and obeying uh, without any pushback. Well, that's one manifestation, but it's a very mild manifestation. When I say we're not free, I mean we really are not free as americans Mm -hmm. this this system that we're living under um it really is an illusion david and and i'm i'm going to pass this to you and let you run with this but this system that we live under friends is really a system of slavery the economic system that we live under is really uh designed to keep all of us enslaved as mm-hmm. as debtors when we're really creditors so i'll stop there david and let you pick it up and what thoughts are in your mind there, there's a rabbit hole for you <laughs> yeah that's right let, let's start with this um you know we are ambassadors of christ okay and yeah. as ambassadors of christ basically that means we are his principal we're we're an agent Okay, and the law of agency specifically talks about um, we represent the king. So let's say the United States has an embassy over in in France or or Germany or England. When you go on that embassy, that's sovereign United States ground. Okay, wherever you go and the leader of that embassy is speaking as if the leader of the United States is speaking, Um, even though we don't particularly care for the the current iteration of the United States, the analogy fits. So when we are ambassadors of Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. So you're new. 
The old Amen. things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. All things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So if you say, hey, I don't know what my ministry is, uh, it's right there. Your ministry is reconciliation. Well, what does that mean? Okay. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. You know what that means? Bringing them all back. Okay. Not counting their trespasses against them. Okay. So we got to do that. Bring people back to the kingdom. Don't pay attention to their trespasses because Christ forgave them. Encourage them to live on, uh, you know, in, under their forgiveness. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. So that means every last thing that I own is part of his embassy, okay? It does not belong to Babylon. What That's the term we use for the world system because that's what it was in the beginning. It became Rome. It became Hitler. It became a lot of different things, okay? But the term is Babylon. It's the evil world system that's out there. So therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God making an appeal through us we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled unto God. That is our job. Our first and foremost ministry is establish the ground that we have because we are ambassadors for Christ. This is his embassy. So his kingdom, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Boom. Here's the kingdom right here. This pen, my property, part of the kingdom. Okay. This mouse, part of the kingdom. My glasses, all of this stuff. Everything I have is his embassy. And of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. All right. So how do we do that? Well, we go and reconcile other men and now their property belongs to the kingdom of God. This is what we're supposed to do. And this is how we get out of Babylon. And for anyone who thinks they're not in Babylon, let me refer you to a book. Uh, it's near the end. It's called Revelation. And we're in chapter 18. <clears throat> All right. And I'm going to start in. Um, Verse 12, I'm going to read 12 and 13. Unless you want to read it, Mike. No, I can read it if you want. So yeah, Revelation and then at the end, go real slow. Okay, just, just verses 12 and 13? Yeah. Okay. Cargoes of gold and silver and precious stones and pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and every kind of citron wood every article of ivory and every article made from very costly wood in bronze and iron and marble and cinnamon and spice and incense and perfume and frankincense and wine and olive oil and fine flour and wheat and cattle and sheep and cargoes of horses and chariots and slaves and human lives. Mm -hmm. mm. So all the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn because they cannot buy all this stuff, including the souls of men, human lives. Mm -hmm. This is what they've done to all of us. They've bamboozled us for, for eons and particularly in, in, in our iteration in the United States of America. They did it by just hijacking you know, the birth certificate. So... The short story is God says, get out of there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. So we're, we're supposed to be taking all this back. We're reconciled unto men. The biggest problem we have, uh, Mike, is 
people um, they either don't understand, okay, or they like the blue pill and they just want to go back into their, their dream state, okay, or they're so mad that they can't believe that their entire life that they gave, you know, for this and that and the other, and here it's been one giant lie, yeah, you know, that's... and it's hard to reconcile men unto that, but that's what he's talking about. When we read the Bible, the entire Bible is not only, you know, a living book, it's a law book, okay, it's, um, you know, it's a how to eat book, it's a how to get saved book, but we don't realize it's also a trust indenture. Yes. He had given us, he, right from the beginning, he told Adam, he says, oh, see all this cool stuff, Adam? Yeah, take dominion over the birds of the sea, the you know, the air and all this stuff and subdue mm -hmm. it. Yes. Okay. And then, then he said, and do that in perpetuity. Like That's right. Forever means what? Forever. So, yeah. mm. David, okay. you, you, you used a word there that uh, probably needs explanation. And, it's pretty much uh, and well, it's it's not a, a, the phrase trust yeah. indenture. Yeah. What is a trust indenture? Well, it means it's kind of what we were talking about as an ambassador. Let's move right on to that. And um, well, you know, we're to be stewards. OK, we're always we always hear that phrase. Oh, we're to be good stewards of God's uh, stuff. OK, because, hey, the, the the good man of the house, he. He was going on a journey. He was going to go away for a little bit. He gave them all a bunch of money and said, hey, take care of the place and occupy till I come, um, which doesn't mean, you know, listen, sit around and watch Netflix and hope I come, you know, in the rapture uh, and just sit around, and do nothing. Like I firmly believe the rapture is, you know, it, it is I'm a pre-tribber. OK, and I firmly believe he'll be here and that will be the catalyst for the great tribulation. But he also said, you occupy until I do come. Yes. That means when he's coming, I should be doing something to reconcile men into God. And I should be in the middle of that conversation when he comes, not yes. just sitting around waiting. So on the other hand, all my rapture friends, a lot of them are just sitting around saying, oh, God's going to drag us out of this. I'm kind of excited that, you know, when when the devil is uh, he knows his time is short. So he's acting up. It's like. Now I know Jesus is coming back, but we're called to be stewards. So if you're given a trust indenture, that means, listen, here's all your stuff. So the owner gave me his stuff. Okay. And he said, listen, I want you to do this and this and this. You take dominion over here. Subdue means if it gets out of line, you put it back in line. Okay. So he says, take dominion over the earth and subdue it. So if it gets out of line, you put it back in line. And here we are as the ecclesia was supposed to be, but we're the church because we're a bunch of clowns and we're just letting Babylon take over. What is that all about? He said, you take over and you subdue it. The gates of hell will not be able to withstand your, your assault on them. That's what that means. Not, you know, the gate of hell will not prevail. No, that's old King James. It will not be able to withstand the assault of the kingdom of God because the violent take it by force. So here we are in 1 Corinthians 4, 1. Let, let a man so account of us as the ministers of Christ. That's us. All right. And stewards of the mysteries of God. And that, that's what we were just asking, uh, Mike, is why wasn't I informed of this? Because it was a mystery until such a time as this. But now he's called us out. Even as the book of Enoch says, he says, this is for the terminal generation. Uh, here's the book. You know, so that's why it was like, 
you know, stowed away. So Matthew 25, he says, uh, verse um, 14, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling to a far country and he called his own servants and deli delivered to him his goods. That's what he did. Jesus says, here's my goods. We jump down to 19. After a long time, the Lord of his servants uh, came and he reckoned with them. Reckoning means, okay, boom, here it is. So here's the problem. You've been given this trust indenture means here's the stuff. You go take care of it and you stay there until I come back and do what I told you to do. Okay. If anything gets out of line, it's your job to fix it. And you're an agent. You're an ambassador for Christ. And the agent speaks on my behalf. So he says, all power and authority was given to me. And now I give you that power and authority. So now an ambassador for Christ, I am the embassy leader here. This, this is my property. What I say, if I say it, it is as if Jesus Christ himself were standing here in front of you saying it. You need to do what you're told. And we wrestle not against the principalities and powers. Uh, we wrestle not against the flesh and blood, but the principalities and powers. Amen. So, now, now, David, I, I, I imagine that right about now, someone is saying, well, how in the world are we supposed to do anything? Because our elected officials in the county, in the state, in Washington, D.C., nobody listens to us anymore. They just ignore us. So how are we supposed to do anything? Okay, that's a really good question. I'm glad you asked it. <laughs> <laughs> the, here's the deal. <clears throat> If you have a slave and the slave comes up and starts whining about stuff, do you care? You don't. Okay. Probably not. Yeah. They, you know, and they'll, they'll just to keep you happy and, you know, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll take care of it. You go back to sleep. Okay. Here's some more bread and circus for you. You know, here's some more sports. Oh, go, go watch, uh, go watch these, uh, you know, Will Smith slap Chris Rock. There you go. A little more circus. Go ahead. Go back to sleep. It's okay. You know, and all this garbage that they put out there, they don't care what you have to say because you are a slave. Okay. And you're a slave to Babylon, unless you obviously authenticated at this point and gotten yourself out, but they don't care. Yeah. Now, once you're out of that slavery, you're not owned by them anymore. And you have the authority because it's Christ says, I gave you the authority. And Satan has tricked you and tricked our society to give it back to him. Now, he slowly but surely usurps all his authority. Let me ask you a question, Mike. Who does the first fruits belong to? Yes, that's right. First fruits okay. belong to the father. OK, so why are we letting Babylon take it out of our paycheck before we even see it? That would be first fruits. That's called stealing. Okay. If the thief be caught, he's got to pay sevenfold. He owes me sevenfold now. I caught the thief. All right. Who's supposed to take care of the widows and the orphans? That's right. The ecclesia. Yeah. Okay. But what do they did? Oh, we got we got a welfare system. Okay. Who's supposed to take care of their elderly? Mm -hmm. Each individual okay. family. Okay, great. Now the government says, oh, we got Social Security. We'll take care of you. And slowly and surely, the church is like, come to me. Remember Mowgli? <laughs> so they're all like falling asleep. 
and letting the devil come in, letting the snake come in and just sue them over. Don't worry. You have civil rights. We'll give you your rights. My rights come from God, not from you. I don't want your civil rights. Thank you. Yes. Amen. So, I mean, it's such a tangled, twisted web of lies. But there is one easy way to come out of it. And it's literally to take ownership of your title deed. Mm -hmm. Yep. So let's talk about that, because you just you just said a mouthful right there. Take ownership of your title deed. Folks that have joined us today, um, that's going to sound very strange to you. That's strange language. What are you talking about, Mike? Take ownership of my title deed? What title deed? What? I don't understand. So what does that mean in in the context, David, of coming out of Babylon? How does somebody, well, let me set the table for you and then you can run with this. Each of us as individuals, each American as individuals, we have been bonded, given a title. I I encourage you to check this out. And what you're going to find is that this is true. They being the government and especially um, non-government entities such as the IRS, they they show us that we've been bonded and that we have been given a a title. Go look at any of your tax forms, any communications that you've had with the IRS or the government, and what you're going to find is your name, maybe even your your spouse's name, is going to be all caps, all caps, always all caps. In fact. I think if you look at your driver's license, and it doesn't matter which state you're in, you look at your driver's license, and your name, first, middle, last, is going to be all caps. It's not going to be upper, lowercase, like you would sign your name. It's going to be all caps. Well, that's intentional. That is a fictitious you all caps. So I'll pass it back to you, David, and I'll let you flush all of that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's, it's really hard for people to grasp. It is. So I like to break things down and make it real easy. You have a title to your car. Now, if I'm driving my car around here, but the title is owned by someone, you know, over in New York city somewhere, um, I might have it, but someone else owns it. Okay. It's your title deed. Your birth certificate is your title deed. Okay. And they consider you an entity. We read all of this stuff with gold and myrrh and horses and cows and people. Okay. They consider you an an item to own. And the title is your birth certificate. Okay. And they attach a number to it. It's called your social security number. Because it's secure. Okay. It's going to make you secure. It's a big lie. Uh, It's not making you secure at all. It basically numbered you. And remember what happened to King David when he tried to number the people. Not a pretty picture. Listen, do you want me to kill 50,000 of them or do you want them to just get sick? Yeah. So 
it's just not a pretty picture. Don't do it. So, but they did this to us. We can show you. It's actually a pretty simple step. You can go to the c2kreport.com and you can check out how to actually get that back. But better yet, we'll walk you through in baby steps. If you go to uh, that, uh, what's that video channel? Oh yeah, YouTube. Um, you can go on there and just type in the hidden day. You'll find my channel. There's a playlist on there called C2K. It stands for Clash of Two Kingdoms. Little baby steps along the way. Step number one, go get your birth certificate. Step number two, send it here. Get it authenticated. Step number three, write these things. Do one step at a time and you'll get it. But that's a short story is they own you and we show you how to take ownership of your title. Now you own the title and you can decide what goes on with your title and your entity. Yep. And there's some, there's some uh, benefits that most people have never thought possible. And, and the first one is thank you, producer. So there are all kinds of uh, um, important documents there. Um, I think there's a library there with, with all kinds of documents to help you. I know if you will drop a line, uh, I believe the contact information for the C2K report is info at c2kreport.com. Send me an email at thehiddenday at protonmail.com. And I answer that one. The info will just, will go to over to Rick. Yep. Yep. So, so one of the things as scary as it might sound, and uh, some of you, I know you're going to freak out when I say this, but you don't know taxes to the IRS. You need to understand that. How many of you know that the IRS is a voluntary system? Did mm. you know that? My guess is, David, most people do not understand that the IRS is a voluntary system. And I know somebody's thinking, yeah, it's voluntary, Mike, until you opt out and then they're coming after you, right? See, I think that's a fallacy. Most people don't realize that. And they're like, well, you know... I I'm from you know New York City, so you know. Uh, it, on that note, it's what are you talking about? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there's a guy Al Sharpton. You know that that. Um, well, I can't use that word here, but anyway, Al Sharpton owes these millions of dollars in taxes, and you know he's he's prancing around the White House with Obama. What is that all about? Mm -hmm. Well, here's the deal. You, they can't come after you for like not owing taxes. They come after you for fraud. That's different. So if you sign it and what you wrote on the paper is a lie and you sign it, that's fraud. Mm -hmm. They can come after you for that. Yep. Okay. All they can do is cry and moan if you don't send them any money, but you don't sign anything. So it's really, it, it's, that's the difference. People say, oh, they'll come after you, they'll lock you up and this and that. That's only if you commit fraud because that is a crime in, yeah. in their eyes. Uh, they don't like that. But, um, you know, they, they uh, well, there's a long convoluted story, but they- Yeah, well, let me just, never... let me just add this, David, because uh, I'm a mind reader. Did you know that? Yeah. So I imagine there's somebody out there that says, Mike, you're fomenting rebellion against our government. No, I'm not. Because first of all, 
And listen, you can go check this out for yourself. It's uh, pretty common knowledge among a, a growing number of Americans. But the IRS is not connected. There you, there you go. That's right. I hold it like this, it works. Um, it is um, common knowledge, friends, that the IRS is not related to the government of the United States at all. At all. Yeah, and it, like it's it, it's in like a separate, it's a foreign entity in Puerto Rico or something. Isn't it? It's a foreign entity. The IRS is a foreign entity headquartered in Puerto Rico. And if you, and, and if you follow the, the uh, trail of, of statutes and, and so on, what you're going to find out is it's actually a division of the United Nations. Mm-hmm. And the United Nations is tied into the IMF, the International Monetary Fund. I know we're getting in deep water for some folks, yeah. but I'm, I'm telling you, you got to check this stuff out for yourself, and then you'll find out the truth of what they've done to us here um, as Americans. And so when we talk about coming out of Babylon, we're talking about coming out of the wicked, wicked system. Mm-hmm. It's pictured for us in the book of Revelation. That's why David had me read from chapter 18 here. Babylon is all encompassing. They want everything under their thumb. And that that includes human beings. So that's what they've done to us. David, your thoughts? Well, here's a couple more things. Um, I want to get back to the word because we we can go on and talk about how evil Babylon is and all that. Uh, But that's not where our power is. We we know he's weak. We know he's sure. So I don't want to give him more power than it has. I just want to expose the works of the devil so we know what to do because Christ has given us the power. Amen. Um, I want to hit on a couple things. Um, You ever heard this guy called Nimrod? <laughs> yeah. All right. So Nimrod was a mighty hunter before the Lord, right? Yep. Okay. It's kind of not really what it says. What it said was he's a he's a hunter of men's souls in the face of the Lord. That's right. And he was doing the same thing he's doing now. He was trying to steal that, and that's the ancient Babylon system, and we we mm-hmm. see that even going now today. Then Zechariah talks about um, the the um, stone with seven eyes, you know, it's Ayin. It's basically a seven faceted stone. They call them eyes. Like, you know, we would say eyes of a potato or something. Um, It's that is analogous to the, like the seven churches. It's a church age analogy, but what's really, what I want to point out here is Zerubbabel. Okay. Remember that dude. Mm -hmm. All right. So, you know what Zerubbabel means? Yeah, because you told me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go. It literally means to descend out of Babel. So t- the whole thing is, hey, there's these these two, um, you know, these two roles that have gone up, and they've gone out into the land of Shinar, and they're building this thing, and then there's a seven faceted stone, and so. The two, it's basically two religions coming together and they go over and they go into Babylon and they're building this uh, thing. It sounds an awful lot like the book of Revelation, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And sure does. then Zerubbabel comes down and he's naming these seven dudes that are along with him. And it, that creates like a whole sentence, which is a narrative, just like everything else, just like, you know, the narrative of the Adam through uh, Noah. 
uh, is a narrative, and it, you know the seven churches are a narrative. When you when you parse out the names, Zerubbabel literally means descend from Babylon. Okay, so this whole it's everywhere in the pictures. Come out of Babylon, and this is how we're going to do it through through the Christ coming. The two religions are going to come together. And call, and in the land of Shinar, Shinar is Babylon. Mm-hmm. They're going to build this this evil empire, and then you know eventually, uh, you know the Messiah is going to come back and destroy the mountain, and then he's going to come back. So there's a lot of language we're familiar with, and that's going to be you know a couple hours parsing all that out. But that's the gist of it all. Yeah. Um, and then let me see where else. All right, uh, it'll come back. What else you got? No, so so when we're talking about um, when we talk about coming out of Babylon, it requires us to do certain things. So we talked about being an ambassador of Christ. We talked about reformation within the ecclesia. Let's talk about now um, understanding our uh, our families, our our house, if you will. The Bible mm-hmm. talks about that repeatedly about the house of so-and-so and the house of so-and-so and the house of so-and-so. In modern America, we've kind of lost track of, uh, of the need to maintain a strong family structure, not just to train up the next generation, but to also uh, create the structure that withstands uh, the attacks of, of Babylon and that we can pass down then to our grandchildren. What we're talking about here just isn't things that we're going to do in our lifetimes, but we're trying to create a structure within within our own individual houses that's going to be in perpetuity. It's, it's going to be passed down. And, and I love our, that word, by the way. Yeah, me too. Say that three times fast, though. Perpetuity. So, so so what we're trying to do here friends is is take a long term long range view of establishing a firm foundation because listen every local ecclesia the fellowship that we belong to is as strong as the family units that belong to it so if the family structure is weak then that ecclesia overall is also going to have some weak points. So, mm-hmm. so David, I know that's something that is uh, near and dear to you, establishing uh, your house and, and getting all those affairs in order. But at this day and age, right now, the time that we live in, I think it's important for us to be teaching other people this information. And this is a good, this is a good promo for the Go Therefore conference in July. Mm-hmm. Listen, David, Rick and Randy, the three amigos from the C2K report are going to be there. They're going to present a two-hour two-hour presentation on this information and helping people to understand how they would establish their own house, how they would take control over, over themselves, how they would establish a trust, and so on, and so on, and so on. Um, David, you want to speak to that at all? Yeah, I mean, Joshua said, as for me and my house, and what People quote that all the time, but I like to quote everything around it as well. Mm-hmm. So let's take a look. And he, he was talking to some of the bad guys over there, and he says, "Is it if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you to 
choose you this day whom you will serve. Mm-hmm. And that's where we kind of stop. But what does it say? It says, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, boom. There you're talking, you know, the 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 uh, demonies, the demon, the Enoch. You know, that's where mm-hmm. we get demons from. They're the wicked servant, the wicked um, spirits that roam the earth looking for a body to inhabit. Okay, so this this is part of what they were doing. The the Nephilim, they weren't supposed to, and their punishment was because they're half human, half angels. Their punishment is to run around without a body mm-hmm. okay so they can't you know do all this stuff and that was supposed to also punish the watchers who were their parents and this is all this punishment and that's why demons are different than fallen angels and now the demons seek to inhabit people so they can experience all their feelings again that's what they really want because their punishment was that you now you can't feel those feelings okay because you're evil and wicked uh so these are what he's talking about the gods your father served which were on the other side of the flood or the god of the amorites so again these are the ones that made it through jubilees talks about 10 percent of them were let in uh after the flood you know because uh master say i forgot his name master say or something um he's like but i can't do anything if you lock up all my you know nephilim he's like a 10 percent could stay out so the demons you see today these are the lightweights. These are the 10% lightweights. The rest of them, are, they could progressively get worse, and there's 90% more. Um, oh, God of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, did he mean his house? Like the tent he lived in over there? Was it a hut? Was it a grass hut? Was it bricks? What was it, his house? What does he mean? No, all his stuff, all his posterity, everything that belonged to him, his household. The people that were there, we will serve Yahweh. Okay, that's what he's talking about. Um, it's it's everything you are and everything you represent. It's how you come out to the community. Everything that we touch, all of it, worships the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Okay, so if he's the King of Kings, what does that mean about us? We're kings. We're kings. Did he say, I, I, you know, I'm the king of uh, paupers? No. That's right. Remember that song, Satan is a liar and he wants to make us think that we're paupers when he knows we're children of the king? That's right. Hallelujah. Okay. So, and we are the temple of the living God. So even my body is where the Holy Spirit, God incarnate, dwells here. Okay? So... That's what we're really looking at when we talk about our house. We we take it over, but there's there's that spiritual aspect, okay? And then there's the physical, tangible aspect. Because I can say all I want about, hey, I'm free and all this, but you know, if I got handcuffs on, chained to a wall, are you free? Right. So we do it physically and tangibly as well. And one of the challenges, David, today. For those of us who are aware of what has happened to America and to Americans is to get this information, not just get it out to people, um, but do so in a way that they're able to receive it. Because I can tell you something, friends, when you go down this path, 
of, of our authenticating your person, authenticating your identity, taking back title to you that the United States corporation uh, fraudulently stole from you. When you begin down this path and you begin speaking with people, it really is a, a shock. It creates, uh, what's the phrase? Cognitive dissonance. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he said. He said, why did you doubt? Okay. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's actually, side note, because that's where I go. Um, doubt. How, how do you spell doubt? D-O-U-B-T. Yeah. D-O-U-B. It means double. You have two thoughts in your head. And then when 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 he, Peter started to sink, he said, "Why did you doubt?" He literally says, "Why do you have two different thoughts in your head?" That's the cognitive mm-hmm. cognitive dissonance you're talking about. Yes, yes, and um, so that's what happens to people. So be patient with them when you go down this path. Uh, coach them, um, mentor them. It's going to take time, um, but it is so rewarding, David, to see people be set free from a a life of slavery to this beast Mm. system babylon really is a beast system friends um it is not it is simply not our friend no it isn't so It, it has trafficked us for decades centuries now in fact yeah and that speaks to what we were talking about before as a a back note you talked about hey we're we're not we are not anti-government okay we are anti-evil all right we are for righteous government okay like the original united states said you know we're endowed by our creator with these inalienable rights yes okay that doesn't mean aliens it means there are rights from god so that's a government we're talking about because the government will be upon his shoulders. That's where we want to put it. He says, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We're supposed to bring that down. And when the bride has made herself ready, then he'll come back and return. And then, you know, here, then, then we go to the wedding. And then when we're out, there's no restrainer anymore. Cause he, he says, he'll let it, will let the restrainer has gone. That's when all this stuff really Blake breaks loose on the earth. And then he'll come back to rule and reign and will rule and reign as, as kings with him uh, in the millennium. So there's more to this story, too. Um, in uh, Proverbs 13.22, you want to read that? Sure. Proverbs 13.22. Let me get there. 13.22 says... A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. So, little side note, big rabbit hole, we're going to start you here. Because they have your title, they've been using it to trade, and they've been storing up a lot of money. In God's infinite wisdom, he's the masterful chess player of the universe, and he's had them storing up money to give back to his people, the Ecclesia, near the end of the age when he needs it to perform his duties. Okay? 
It's stored up for the righteous. Were you made righteous by the blood of Yeshua? Amen. Okay, so we're the righteous. Are you, uh, if you are therefore in Christ, you are Abraham's seed, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so all of this stuff, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. That is coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. Um, however, you want to make sure when he comes back to reckon with you, remember what happened What happened to the dude? You know, he gave him 10 and he did good with it. You know, he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Okay. And he took the stuff from the people who buried it and gave it to him. So he talks about this. Hey, we're going to. Again, I'm going to give you this stuff. You're going to build it. And then there are these infallible riches, store up riches in heaven. We think that's, oh, it's going to be way, way out there. No, the kingdom of heaven, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Okay, so when the kingdom comes, he's going to, all these things are stored up for the kingdom of heaven. In other words, we're not going to, we're, we got two places to go. Okay, we can do, okay, I'm going to be a slave to Babylon and they'll get all my riches or it could be a, a bond servant of Christ, and then all those riches will come into the kingdom of heaven. We lay up riches for the kingdom. The kingdom is here. It's now in addition to later on. All right. So it's not just later on. He says, whoever gave up, you know, his life now was to say he'll receive a hundredfold when. Remember that one? And here, look this one up. Yep. He'll he'll receive he'll receive a hundredfold. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. In this time, here we go. All right, so check this out, Matthew uh, nineteen twenty nine. Mm -hmm. For has forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive an hundredfold. Okay, and then it also comes up in in this lifetime. He says. And in Mark 10.30, it's the same one, and it, it parses it out even a little further. Now, if we're doing um, the same thing, no man has left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time. Houses and brethren and sisters, mothers and lands and brothers. And, okay, but now in this time, it will have the persecutions, but the hundredfold is now in this time. And people always think, oh, it's always in that, you know, sweet by and by. It is, but it's millions of times better in the sweet by and by. A hundredfold now in this time, and the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. Amen. We're, we're righteous. We're, we're made righteous here. Okay. Yes. Clearly, we won't even need the riches then because we will just have all things. We need the riches now so we can build his kingdom. Yes. Amen. Amen. And that's that's uh, one of the many benefits. But I'm going to tell you right up front, friends, and I've told other people this as I'm gently, gently and slowly moving them in this direction to be able to share information uh, with them. It's going to take some courage. You, you're going to have to you're going to have to slay those those. Uh, um, False ideas, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> false ideas that uh, Babylon has has created to make you think that they are invincible, that you don't dare step out of line because they will cut your head off. Uh, I've mm -hmm. got I've got some good news. 
They're pretty much a toothless lion. Like the Wizard of Oz. Yes. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of growling and roaring and puffing and puffing. And you stand your ground. You go down this path and, and listen. There is spiritual freedom in Christ. There is there is regeneration, the new birth, redemption in Christ. Born again. Amen. Hallelujah. But there are also bondages in the physical that we need to release people from. And that's something that uh, that I see as a as an assignment, as a mission, um, not to take the place of what God has has called me to do, which is to pastor and to teach uh, his word. But coming alongside of that, I, I see a complementary mission there to set people free and then also help them to open their eyes to the reality of just how deep Babylon runs. David, last word. Oh, right. Well, we thank our Father in heaven, not only for his son, which has made us righteous and whole. He he paid for our sins with his blood. Okay. He he had purchased us. That's the most valuable currency in the universe. He purchased us. So we are his bond servants. And he even loved us enough to say, listen, I purchased you, but I want you to choose me. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's kind of where we're at. And if you really choose him, he says, why do you call me Lord, but you're not doing what I tell you to do? Mm -hmm. Are you really, you know, my Lord? That's a really good question. So what did he tell us to do? Well, he made you ministers of reconciliation. Your job is to come out of Babylon, take over the kingdom. Okay, he said, Peter, you take over the kingdom. And reconcile other men unto God. This is our job. We're come out of Babylon. We're taking over. And then we can have the righteous rule and the people will rejoice. Amen. 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 Well, David, I appreciate you joining me uh, again here on WCN TV. Uh, folks, go out there to um, thehiddenday.com and uh, tell David you appreciate what he presented here today. If you have questions about anything that we've talked about, um, what was the email no, contact again, no, David? The Hidden Day at ProtonMail.com. The Hidden Day at ProtonMail.com. C2Kreport.com for all kinds of wonderful information, uh, uh, documents to help you along the way. And remember the Hidden Day on Rumble as well as the C2K Report on Rumble. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys for joining me today. Please share this show with your friends. We'll be back with another episode of WCN-TV next Tuesday. God bless Mm -hmm. you guys. See you next time.